Yeah. Like, you can look that up. You can look up, uh, you know, uh, what's the the needle one? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. The needle. Um, oh no, it starts with an A. <laughs> needle doctors. The needle one? Oh, acupuncture. Acupuncture. Oh, that's the one. Even <laughs> acupuncture, like people report <laughs> feeling better. Um, How's your sense of direction? This podcast addresses serious topics such as suicide that may be upsetting to some. Please use discretion while listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Illness and Me. And today I am here with Andrew. And Andrew, I want you to introduce yourself and sort of give us a profile of who you are so that we can get to know you a little bit before we talk about mental illness. Okay. Um, So I'm Andrew. Um, I graduated about two years ago. Um, You know, my personality, I like to think that I adapt to like whoever I'm talking to. So honestly, I've, I've been in, in football and I've been in musical theater and now I've been working in, uh, with cars. So I've been in the kind of the mechanics world. And, um, I also play nonstop video games. So, I mean, I, I sort of connect with anybody. That's cool. I like that way of describing yourself. What I just like learning. All my um, subjects that I studied, like when I was in school, um, I would always more study for myself rather than grades. Because my 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 dad growing up, he never really cared about like if I got A's or or you know C's. As long as I was doing good in school, he was happy. Right, so, passing. Yeah, so I would I would like do what I wanted in school. And really when I like, like uh, connected with a topic, I would really dive deep and like do independent studies on it. And like, you know, that kind of stuff. I love that. That is so cool. Um, So I'm really excited to talk to you today, Andrew, because I didn't know until very recently that ADD or ADHD, that those are considered forms of mental illness. I had no idea. In fact, I had to Google it. I am excited that you're going to talk to us a little bit about that world. And I actually looked up today on the National Alliance for Mental Illness, um, what it said about it. And it said that, yes, ADHD, ADD, these are mental illnesses, and it affects about 8% of youth. So tell us a little bit about your journey with ADHD. When did you start noticing there were issues and when were you diagnosed? I'm the first person uh, in my family ever that was born here in the United States. So my dad moved here from Brazil and, you know, in Brazil, they kind of still have a little bit of an older traditional mentality. Um, So my dad never believed, and he always told me never, ever, ever take medicine or anything. And I never grew up with any kind of knowledge in mental illness or like even what it was, what it like the different kinds. I had no clue of any of that until I kind of got in high school and I uh, joined a, a, a medical class. I think it was like medical terminology. And that's kind of when I started to realize that there were some like symptoms that, that like people can have. But honestly, I never really realized it was an issue before because I didn't know what it was. I remember like throughout my childhood, I was never really able to focus on one thing. Um, I was always like doing something with my hands, like fidgeting 
or you know looking at multiple things at a time i would all, when i was a kid i remember like one of my earliest memories is i would challenge myself to walk and read at the same time and i would like <laughs> try to focus on my surroundings and read at the same time and that's like a classic trait of adhd is like trying to keep your brain as stimulated as possible so did your teachers notice anything in elementary school? Like when they would have parent teacher conferences or send report cards home, what were some of the comments that they gave to your parents? Well, see, that's the thing. Like I said, my dad, he never really minded about school. So like parent teacher conferences, that's not really something that we really did. Like he would come and stuff. Like when there was an event, he always came to my musicals or like uh, my, he came to my football games and that kind of stuff, but like, not really like participating in like my school, I guess. Throughout high school, I don't even know if you remember, I would always have nights where I, I slept like four hours, six hours was a good night for me. Um, it was never bad, like I was never tired or anything. It was just kind of like how I functioned. Um, but in high school, I never did anything. I, I like tried to take melatonin and that kind of stuff didn't work because it was just oh, like over the counter. So this last year, 2019, I got a job here at Comcast and I finally, and, um, I finally had, uh, health insurance. Um, now, nowadays me and my, my, uh, doctor that I talked to think that it's the ADHD that makes me have bad sleep, but I, I don't, I think I did great for what I had. Um, I learned about it and I you know, tried to recognize symptoms. There were times, cause like with ADHD in, in children, especially, um, a, a big symptom is temper tantrums. And, uh, uh -huh. because, you know, not being able to focus. And then if something, you know, happens because of that and you're still not able to focus, it can really, you know, grow and grow until you're having a, a panic attack. Cause it, it can give you anxiety. And so when I kind of recognized that, I remember that, you know, um, I was a kid and I, I had those symptoms. And uh, I think that kind of rec recognizing helped a lot because the first step to, to fixing a problem is realizing that you have one, right? So, right. That, so the education was important on its own. And then, um, you know, I decided last year to go to a psychiatrist and, and ask about medicine. And well, I'm really impressed that you chose to do that. What was the impetus to finally make that decision? Have you been wanting to for a while or did you have an event or anything that sort of caused you to reach out? Um, not really an event. I just thought that I was ready to kind of take the journey and see if I do need medicine or if it's something that I can do without medicine. So I didn't even go to a professional in, in seek of medicine. I only went to a professional for their opinion and to like decide whether or not and have that conversation. Interesting. So what did they do when they were trying to decide what was going on? Did they give you a test or anything like that? So it's a little bit different because um, this was actually after COVID. It, it, I'm actually meeting with her um, for the third time at the beginning of this next month here. And so she actually invited me to a Zoom meeting and we did the visit over a Zoom meeting. It was actually really awesome. A lot of the questions that she had, um, I would like realize things about myself that apparently are symptoms that like 
I never, I never knew, I never would have thought was a symptom. I actually had a doctor who diagnosed me with ADHD as an adult. And it was so surprising to me. I just was completely shocked because I think I miss, I didn't understand what it was. I thought it basically meant that I like was, you know, disruptive. I think a lot of times we look at mental illnesses and we see them as being so destructive and just bad. But what do you think are some of the things that are good that have come out of the ADHD? So somebody once told me a long time ago um, that multitasking was um, not a thing that your brain could actually do. Um, And I think that ADHD, people actually have that superpower. They 100% can multitask. Um, I've had times where I'm playing a video game and doing homework at the same time or filling out a resume or whatever and i'm doing both at like the speed necessary um yeah, that's so interesting to multitasking call it a superpower. Is, well people say that you can't and then people with adhd can i mean i think that's a superpower <laughs> i love that i think that's an awesome way to look at it when i'm learning about something the the thing that happens the most is i have a question about it and then I have to answer that question. And if that question's not answered, I will like search forever. So like if I'm learning about cars and I find out that, you know, uh, you know, th- there's one part on my car that I have uh, just broke and I need to find out what, what the heck it does. Then I'm gonna have to go in there and, and look it up. Then I'm gonna ask how much it is. I'll go and find that out. I'll figure out other mechanics prices. I'll like, I'll, I'll, do everything just about this one part and then I'll make a decision at the end because then I'll be like informed about it. Yeah. Um, I wonder if curiosity like that is a, is something that you would find in other kids or other adults that dealt with ADHD. I I don't know. I, it'd be something interesting to look into to see. So what has your dad's reaction been now that you've chosen to start seeking some outside help? Does he, is he coming around a little bit more in terms of whether or not he um, agrees with medication? <laughs> so I'm working with his sister, my aunt, because uh-huh. <laughs> she she believes in she's a she has two daughters and they're a lot older than me, um, and they have both had experiences with therapists. With uh, um, they were a little bit more privileged growing up; they had a little more money. And so they they had experiences with like therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, like they tried to do everything. Um, and so she definitely believes in it. Right. And so she she has the same mentality as me, you know, talk to a professional and let them decide because they're the professional. Um, so right now he knows that I'm talking to a professional, um, but we're trying to find a better way to break it to him that that. um the professional has decided to, to give me a prescription. Oh, I see. So you're still kind of in that process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I said, I only started talking to her like two months ago. So this is honestly, it's still really, really new to me as well. Right. But you have started taking the medication then? Yeah. So um, the first visit I had with her, she said, you know, let's try it. And honestly, the point of the medicine is to not sense a change, but for a change to happen. So you don't really sense it, but 
when I first started taking it, um, I took it in the morning, went to work, and I don't notice a change. You don't feel anything. Right. If you do, that means you're taking too high of a dose. Right. Um, so essentially the change that I kind of noticed is I was able to focus a little bit longer and I was able to have conversations with people and not like stutter or not uh, trip over words or not be able to think of a word. And um, I was able to focus on like a conversation that I was having a little bit more. And so that was the main change that I experienced at first. Wow. I don't think I realized the stuttering and tripping over words was a symptom. And I think probably because your mind is working so fast, right? That yeah. Faster than... Oh yeah. It's, it's working at a million miles per hour. Cause people, people used to think that with ADHD, um, you would be transferring topics really quickly, but in reality, you're transferring topics just like another person. So like, oh. Somebody wow. can, can think of one thing and arrive at a different destination, but the person with ADHD is all the way at the end of the line. They're at the new topic yeah. already. They've already finished, wrapped that one up in their head and moved on. To oh yeah. One. That's so funny. I, it's, I, like I told you, I had a, my psychiatrist, uh, maybe five years ago diagnosed me with ADHD and I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's really true, but I definitely, my brother teases me all the time when I jump topics. I do it all the time. I just, mm -hmm. I jump and I, I move way ahead in the conversation. Um, or you yeah. forget like the past 10 seconds of conversation because you were thinking of something else and spacing out. Gosh, I'm so glad that you say that. I'm so glad that's something that happens to other people because seriously, it's <laughs> yeah, that, that, that kind of stopped a little bit too. Now it, it still happens every once in a while. It's not like it's a miracle pill and yeah especially not for everybody i got lucky and i think it's it, it may be a good one for me like i said just two months in um okay so i wanted to ask i want to go back to high school for a minute uh because this is when you kind of started realizing what was happening and um mm. you said that some of the symptoms that you noticed when you like took your class or whatever and you're like hey that's me were things like fidgeting right mm -hmm. and then what what else did you say were other things that you noticed I have never been able to focus like hardcore. I'm always yeah. focusing on multiple things at once. And that's kind of when I knew that I was like, okay, it, it has to be something maybe even related to, to ADD or ADHD. That's so funny. Cause at the beginning you said, you know, I have so many different interests. I played football and I sang in choir and I know you also play the cello and then you play video games, you know? And it's so yeah. funny that that is, part of your personality. And I would say that that's a really cool part of your personality that you have so many interests, but that's also, uh, an indicator that possibly you have a hard time focusing on just one thing. Right. And so it's like a positive where uh, a positive thing that has come out of that. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, so have you heard the Jack of all trades? Yeah. Quote? Yeah. So the full quote is a jack of all trades it's a is a master of none but oftentimes better than a master of one so oh. I, I i say that all the time there's there's a lot of quotes uh that people use for one meaning like a jack of all trades is a master of none that's kind of a negative connotation but there uh -huh. but every single quote that is like that if you look up the complete saying i guarantee there's going to be a twist at the end that will make it a positive 
That is so cool. I love that. And I can't wait to share that. That's really neat. So tell me, what have you learned from all of this? Um, I think that education is a really important, like, step of the journey. Because I think that nobody should be jumping in and, and seeking medication. I think that you should learn about all the, like, common stuff because even if even if you do have adhd um and you don't want to take medicine that's fine that's up that's up to the person you know if they're able to do that that's awesome um i just think that people need to educate themselves and then once they're done with that then they can look for the solution that they think will help yeah i like that a lot and i think that um I think one thing I've learned too is exactly what you're saying. I've had to learn to be really open-minded because mm-hmm. I've honestly been, when I very first got diagnosed with OCD, I did not want to take medication. And then once I started taking medication, I was like, this is awesome. I can function so much better. But then I kind of turned my nose up at like oils or natural remedies. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. we just need to take Western medicine, and it will solve all the problems. But now as I'm getting to be a little older, I'm starting to realize that there is value in a lot of other types of things like meditation, or I've even tried some oh, oils yeah. that have been helpful. And that's awesome. There's we just being open-minded, I think yeah. is so important. I think a lot of us could just benefit from open-mindedness in many different aspects of life, you know, what, would you say to people who struggle with similar symptoms that you were experiencing of having a hard time focusing, what would be your advice? I would say use it to your advantage. Something that I like to do or something that I did was I always set a priority on the multiple things that I'm working on. There's one primary thing I'm working on and then there's a secondary or even a, you know, a third one but usually there was two. So there's a primary one and you need to get that one done. And then the secondary and the secondary only comes in between once you need a break from the primary. That's a really good idea. I like that a lot. So you allow yourself to work on more than one thing at a time, but you prioritize to make sure that you get things done. Mm -hmm. Um, Earlier when we were chatting before we started the actual podcast interview you mentioned that you are not made to sit behind a desk i mean i can i can definitely for a couple of hours sit at a desk because school taught me honestly i can Mm -hmm. definitely sit down for a couple of hours and finish a task on the computer um but you know i'm gonna be taking two minute breaks i'm gonna stand up and stretch my legs i'm gonna maybe do a couple of squats at my desk while I'm thinking of the next sentence to write. So what is your ideal profession? Like what is your future hold? I'm going to be going to school part-time and hopefully doing um, business and advertising. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Cause then, cause then I will be a little bit at an office, but I'm going to be advertising so I can use like, uh, like creativity in it. Well, yeah, and you and you would be using. I think you'd be doing a lot of different things in that. You'd be talking to people. You'd be oh, yeah. working on a computer, organizing events. Creative. Yeah, exactly. There would be a lot of things that would go into that. 
as opposed to a job where you're just behind a desk all day doing the same thing day after day which can be really tough i would imagine especially when your interests are so varied yeah i agree Special thanks to Daniel Sowards for the audio editing, to Carrie Randall for the graphic art, and to Shiny Head Productions for the original music.